Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the reading of your word today, 365 Bible. We're reading today, Luke 6:39 to 7:10, for March 25. In the reading of the New Living Testament, Lord, give us eyes and ears. We thank you for your word that we may honor it and lift it up above our heads. Open us the the beauty of your word and give us instructions, Lord, about your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Then Jesus gave the following illustration. Can one blind person lead another? Won't they both fall into a ditch? Students are not greater than their teacher, but the student who is fully trained will become like the teacher. Hmm. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own eye? How can you think of saying, friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite, first get rid of the log in your own eye, then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. A good tree can't produce bad fruit. And a bad tree can't produce good fruit. A tree is identified by its fruit. Figs are never gathered from thorn bushes, and grapes are not picked from bramble bushes. A good person produces good things from the treasure of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasure of an evil heart. What you say flows from what's in your heart. So why do you keep calling me, Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? I will show you what it is like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. It's like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the flood waters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it is well built. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house without a foundation. When the flood sweep down against that house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. When Jesus had finished saying all of this to the people, he returned to Capernaum. At that time, the highly valued slave of a Roman official was sick and near death. When the officer heard about Jesus, he sent some respected Jewish elders to ask him to come and heal his slave. So they earnestly begged Jesus to help the man. If anyone deserves your help, he does, they said, for he loves the Jewish people and even built a synagogue for us. So Jesus went with them, but just before they arrived at the house, the officer sent some friends to say, Lord, don't trouble yourself by coming to my home, for I am not worthy of such an honor. I am not even worthy to come to meet you. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go and they go or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed turning to the crowd that was following him. He said, I tell you, I haven't seen fate like this in all Israel. And when the officer's friends returned to his house, they found the slave completely well, Amen. completely healed. 
Now again, in uh, Jesus addresses the hypocrisy again and again in his ministry. In Jesus' teaching, a person is a hypocrite who protects, who projects an image of righteousness to get attention, approval, or administration from others. A hypocrite ignores his own sin while pointing out the other people's. We must examine our own hearts and, and lives and confess and correct the sins there before confronting others about the sin they struggle with. Without repenting of the sin in our own lives, we may do more harm than good to someone else. In this sense, we love others by correcting the sins in ourselves. Amen. Now, that's kind of hard to do. We're wondering, you know, we repent, we ask God, and God gives us uh, common sense. God gives us ability to, uh, you know, to let God be God inside of us. Um, so I say, God, forgive me of my sins. And I think it's a hard one, you know, because you can repent of your sins way too much. You'll be overly, overly repented that you're no earthly good, you know. So where is the soft medium, you know, that I guess if you, if the Holy Spirit is is constantly tells you what is not right and you're not doing it or you're stuck that's a log that's a log in your eye what do you think babe well i think it's a good illustration about you know why are you so concerned about the speck in someone else's eye when you have that log in yours it's a judge i i took it as an issue with judging others right uh-huh um you know, it says first fix your log and then go. you're able to, to talk to the person and help them get the speck out. So, you know, how I guess it's how quick are we to judge others? I mean, how often do we do it is a good question. Um, I know I, I, I can be judgmental and it's not right. So it's a good illustration of how we should be concerned about our own selves, you know. Well, uh, maybe we should. That, you know, I'm no, per, I'm not per, no perfect. Yeah, I see. You told here. me you were perfect when I married you, baby. <laughs> I did. <laughs> he said, "I am perfect. <laughs> I got this." So how embarrassing. <laughs> so anyway, I think that's a good another point of you know don't be don't be so concerned about your neighbor or your friend or your family member. How about how about this that we uh, we pray that people with no log under eye come and give us instructions, that we become the recipient, so that then we have an open heart to hear other people what they tell us, you know, and we hope to take their instructions. It's easier for the mature or people that are, are have gone ahead of us that are very humble and very close to God, and they can give us give us a word or some instructions. That's a pretty cool thing, huh? Yeah, I mean, I mean you're reading the study here. It kind of says, if you want me to read it, I will. I just read it. Go ahead and read it again. Oh, okay. Maybe Jesus, it's different than mine. Okay. Jesus addresses hypocrisy. Yes, you're right. Again and again in this ministry, in Jesus' teaching, a person is a hypocrite who projects an image of righteousness to get attention, approval, or admiration from others. 
A hypocrite ignores his own sin while pointing out other people's. And you're right, um, you know. It, and they do that to throw you off, you know, yeah. to throw you off so you won't look at them. Right. They, they challenge your, and you're so used to being guilty, so you agree with them or you look down and you say, I'll never measure up. So that's the trick of the enemy to make you feel bad. When the Lord says, I have forgiven you, I have thrown all your sins into the ocean. So the, the quickest way says, Lord, forgive me for all my sins. Now what am I going to do, Lord? How am I going to handle this? Um, yeah, so I mean, it's kind of like a, a thing where you, you, maybe, you know, you can get overconfident in what, what your knowledge is of the word. I'm just using this as an example. You know, like the Pharisees were, right? Those are all tools of survival, you know, ego, pride, overconfidence, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm, forth. And they're mm-hmm. good for work. They're good for self-esteem. They're good for getting our job done. Yeah. But when they, they overdo their intended do. I guess you can, you know, you can project a holier than thou type I, of persona. I have, I have. I have, I have done that too. Um, you know, and because I don't know where it was, I'm glad people confronted me, you know, because you can easily become a control freak. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. And you so constantly, I'm, you know, it's, this. you constantly... Let's go ahead and read what the Passion Translation says. Uh, Where is the log? Jesus said, Forsake the habit of criticizing and judging others, and then you will not be criticized and judged in return. Don't look at others and pronounce them guilty, and you will not experience guilty accusations yourself. Forgive over and over, and you will be forgiven over and over. Give generously, and generous gifts will be given back to you. Shake down to make room for more. Abundant gifts will pour out upon you with such an overflowing measure that it will run over the top. Your measurement of generosity becomes the measurement of your return. Where am I at? Am that's I in a, the right that's place? 635, 37. You just, or, oh. yeah. These things are so small. What, yeah. what? So, so you could go down to read um, about the spec. It's, it's, it starts at 41. 41? 6.41. Okay, 41. Why do you focus on the flaw in someone else's life and fail to notice the glaring flaws of your own life? Right. How could you say to your friend, here, let me show you where you're wrong? When you are guilty of even more than he is, you are overly critical, splitting hairs and being a hypocrite. You must acknowledge your own blind spots and deal with them before you will be able to deal with the blind spot of your friend. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, we just have to, you know. You think maybe he's talking to uh, Pharisees that are not born again? They're the ones who are full of it. And trying to project themselves as being very righteous, right? Yeah. I know the word. I'm, you know, I know more than you do. Um, don't heal on the Sabbath. 
you know, don't, you know, you're a tax collector, you're, you know, you're, you're a sinner. Why are you washing her feet? Why is she washing your feet with that expensive perfume? You know, I think it's probably something that he, he, I don't know. It's, it's, it's again about ju judging others. I mean, it's, Yeah. All right, let's move on. Um, um, you want to read the songs? Yeah, um, well, I just wanted to, at the bottom here, it does talk about, you know, it, he says, why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? So um, he said, I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. It's like a person building a house who digs deep and lays a foundation on a solid rock. Okay. And the, when the floods come, so and the right and they rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it's well built. So that's a good illustration of how you know uh God's word is what we you know we we study it, we we read it, we meditate on it, we believe it as truth, you know, and and so when, when trials and storms come against us in this lifetime down here, um, whatever that may be, whether it's your finances, whether, you know, it's, it's your ministry or um, your children, whatever that is, when the trials come, you're able to um, get through those trials standing on the word of God. And so therefore you, you don't, um, what's the word for it? Well, you don't sink. <laughs> you don't see because you're standing on the solid rock right so um that's good and um but then you know there's some of us that go to church uh, and listen to the word and, and agree with it and then leave the church and then the trial comes and you know the the media comes in and gives you a bunch of negative um news and you have to say you have to you have to put that's when you stand strong well jesus promises to take care of my family or you know jesus said that he'll always uh never forsake me and you know jesus promised to um to heal me whatever that is whatever that's coming against you 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 go and dig deep into the teachings of jesus and the word of god that says this is the truth because it's easy in the natural to gravitate towards you know, what man says, you know, when you get a bad report about your health or whatever. But, but here, you know, you know, Jesus is, you know, they're learning from him and they know it, but then they turn around and don't, it sounds like they're not taking it and practicing it. Um, because it says here, anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house without a foundation. When the floods sweep against that house, it collapses into a heap of ruins. So, you know, how many times have we not consulted God on, on things, you know, or how many times has God spoken to us in a dream or even through another person or directly in our spirit and we're just not, obe not obedient, you know, uh, to, to whose instructions and guidance. Amen. That's pretty good. I like the way it says, you know, from the heart, a man will bring out good things, right. you know, whatever. So that's one of the reasons we want to pray for forgiveness. Because when we're bitter to somebody, all it's doing is when yeah. we talk to somebody else right. or you get into a very nice conversation, 
that bitterness what's in your heart is going to show up. Right. That's why we need to 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 cleanse our heart yes. by uh, really right. going in and and cleaning a deep cleaning, Dennis, deep deep cleaning of our right. of our souls of the trees that we have in there. Make sure there's no bitter tree by unforgiveness. Right. Very good. Very good. Um. See, then that, that will cause. You know, that will cause evil in our hearts to come out at the wrong time. We'll lose opportunities. People are trying to give you houses and lands and riches, and you say the wrong thing, and you work so hard to get, you know, to earn it. But is that that unforgiveness in there will cost you, like what the Lord says, uh, yeah, it, it will cause you to to not to prosper. So, you know, it's it's too too minute and too small. And we think it's so big, but, you know, in the realm yeah. of things of eternity yeah. is the least we can do with, you know, if, if we're promoted and say, Fernando, I got this big house for you in Washington, D.C., and everything's going to be provided for you and everything. Would you leave everything behind and just let it go and let other people have it? I hear take everything. You, you don't owe me anything. You're fine. Hasta la vista. Enjoy your life. I forgive you here. I think, and that's the way we go to a better place, better yeah. things. You know, I, I, I really think that, um, you know, releasing that offense to, that that person did on you or, you know, releasing the resentment by praying for the person, um, you got to have a clean heart and a clean conscience with God. And, and sometimes it's a struggle on your own. But if you if you go to the Lord and you say, Lord, give me the capacity to love like you do. Or, Lord, give me the capacity to forgive. I don't know how. Here's an article on yeah. forgiveness and what we read this morning. And now, would you like to read it? Uh, you want me to read it? Uh, is, okay, that's... That's on the uh, New Living Translation on the Recovery Bible. Mm-hmm. It says, principles. It says, <clears throat> this is between... Uh, it says, as we set out to mend relationship, there may be some things that are beyond our control. Some people may refuse to be reconciled. Mm. Even when you do your our best to make amends, this mm. may leave us feeling like victims. Mm. Once again, we're stuck with the pain of unresolved issues. Mm. We may be left with negative feelings that continue to surface. Mm-hmm. What can we do to gain control in these situations? Jesus said, But to you who are willing to listen, I say, Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who hurt you. Love your enemies, do good to them, lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great, and you will truly be acting as the children of the Most High, for He is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. We no longer need to be controlled by other people's dispositions and actions. Even when we have done our best to make amends for the wrongs we have done, the situation may not change, and even when we have come to terms with the wrongs that have been done against us, our feeling may not change, but we don't have to be held captive by our feelings or the feelings of others. We can choose to forgive and act in loving ways. This will free us from being controlled by anyone other than God. As we choose to forgive others and do good, our feelings will change with time. Amen. Let's see, uh, I got a couple more. It says, when Jesus spoke about kingdom values, he was speaking about the importance of following God's priorities in life. 
He pronounced blessings and joy for those who will follow him and hunger for God. But he pronounced sorrow on those who selfishly seek to be rich and live for the moment. By his strong words, Jesus was creating a crisis intervention of sorts. Those who put their greatest trust in money and material good and do not realize their need for God will one day meet their great equalizer. Those who trust in God will be rewarded. And then Jesus routinely healed people on the Sabbath. This angered his opponents, especially the Pharisees. Now everyone will be pleased with your own progress and recovery. Friends also caught in the trap of addiction may be threatened by the changes in us and become angry. People who have used our addiction and situation to gain power over us may also be upset as they lose their ability to manipulate us. These friends may resemble Pharisees and teachers of religious law. No matter how great the opposition to our recovery, Jesus wants us to be healed. And as we trust him and obey him, we can experience healing. Amen. Now, let's talk a little bit about the Roman officer. Yes, um, yes. I noticed that uh, he sent his servants, and in the other the other places, he went himself, but it really doesn't matter. Right here, uh, I mean, this guy, he did things for the Jewish people. He said even build a synagogue for them. The Roman officer demonstrated qualities that are key elements in receiving God's great aid, his blessing. The officers show compassion to people of a lower social class and people mm. of another race and religion. He was humble and recognized his own unworthiness despite being a man of authority. He wholeheartedly placed his faith in Jesus to heal his valued slave. Jesus marveled at such faith and answered his request. Those who have been raised in religious circles are expected to have faith, but every often do not. Sometimes true faith is found in places we least expect, among the unchurched and the outcasts, who recognize their need for help and cry out to God in their helplessness. This kind of faith is necessary to the recovery process. Amen and amen. Yeah, that you know what I love what Jesus said. Wow, he was amazed. He really, he really um, saw such great faith from the centurion and you know the amazing thing is hey you don't have to come and lay hands on him you just send the word spoken word of god and he'll be healed that's how confident he was so i get encouraged by this story because um it's just you know we got to have faith like that we got to build our faith up and 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 know that jesus is wants good for us and wants to be kind to us and that his word is the truth. You may not see it like that, but you'll see it if you if you stand on and don't cast your confidence away. But um, amen. Yeah, good point. But this reminds me of the time that you know uh, I was here in the house, and my dad's voice was he had kind of like laryngitis for a long time, and the doctor was going to send him to a specialist. And somehow, I remember praying for him here in this living room when I was watching a sermon by either Bill Johnson or Joseph Prince when you weren't here, you weren't the meeting. And they, you know, I stood up and I received the word and I felt the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So I just started praying from here. And then in two days, whenever I did call home, 
my dad answered the phone and I, and I, I was like shocked. I was shocked because he didn't have that problem anymore. How long did it last? Uh, it was a couple months. Yeah. And so he didn't have was that Was people getting worried and telling you to send them to the doctor? It's, it's a chronic cough that won't go away. Yeah, it wasn't a cough. It was laryngitis, the voice. Oh. So my point is that prayer works, using God's word works. You send it into the atmosphere and the angels go on the assignment to fix stuff for us. You know, and the word of God always re- doesn't come back void. It always accomplishes what its purpose to do. So I, w- I was like, wow. I was stunned because I, I asked my mom, well, what, what, what happened to his voice? Well, he said he doesn't have that problem anymore. Okay, it's a, it, it, that was a miracle. What I don't know is that um, my dad recently, a few months ago when I was out there, he said that a lady also in the park, not in the park, but on his trail where he walks, prayed for him. Mm. So it just, the coincidence of this that happened, I don't know if both of us were simultaneously throwing up the prayer to heaven, but she laid hands on him also. So something, you know, bursted out and, you know, maybe the prayers collided or something. Boom, he was healed. But my dad has had a lot of miraculous healings like that. He's very healthy and, you know, God has always been with him. So, uh, yeah, that's amen, to, amen. Yeah, I saw it, that. I was yeah. worried. I was yeah. worried for a long time. I kept telling you, this is not right. Take him in. Something's wrong. Yeah. And we wouldn't accept it either. We kept praising and thanking yeah. God and praying yeah. and believing God. Yeah, and boom, in, it happened. That's incredible. I that's mean, sending God's word out with faith. You know, you know, you know that the word of God is going to be accomplished. So. Amen. So that's super cool. Amen. Well, thank you, everyone, for coming. We're going to read a little bit of Psalms and Proverbs and wrap it up. And I'll have Anna read Yeah, it, I'll go ahead and read Psalm 68, 1 to 18. Praise God for using his power to defend the weary and his abundance to provide for the unimportant. Ooh, provide for the unimportant. I love it. Has Jesus provided for the unimportant that you know of recently? Did he provide some eggs the other day? Yeah, baby. <laughs> that was that's kind of like so cool. You, we praise him for that. I mean, we didn't even ask him to bring some eggs, and he brought some eggs. Yeah, our fr- <laughs> our friends are good givers. Amen. They they make that commune. God speaks to us through yeah. our friends. Amen. Great. Okay. So, um, rise up, O God, and scatter your enemies. Let those who hate God run for their lives. Blow them away like smoke. <clears throat> Melt them like wax in a fire. Let the wicked perish in the presence of God. But let the godly rejoice. Let them be glad in God's presence. Let them be filled with joy. Sing praises to God and to his name. Sing loud praises to him who rides the clouds. His name is the Lord. Rejoice in his presence. Father to the fatherless, defender of widows, this is God whose dwelling is holy. God places the lonely in families. He sets the prisoners free and gives them joy. 
But he makes the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. But he makes, um, oh God, when you led your people out of Egypt, from Egypt, when you marched through the dry wasteland, the earth trembled and the heavens poured down rain. Before you, the God of Sinai, before the God of the God of Israel, you sent the abundant rain, O God, to refresh the weary land. There your people finally settled. And with a bountiful harvest, O God, you provided for your needy people. The Lord gives the word, and a great army brings the good news. Enemy kings and their armies flee, while the women of Israel divide the plunder. Even those who live among the sheepfolds found treasures. Doves with the wings of silver, the feathers of gold, the Almighty scattered... The enemy kings like a blowing snowstorm on Mount Zalman. The mountains of Bashan are majestic with peak with many peaks stretching high into the sky. Why do you look with envy, O rugged mountains, at Mount Zion, where God has chosen to live, where the Lord himself will live forever? Surrounded by unnumbered thousands of chariots, the Lord came from Mount Sinai into his sanctuary. When you ascend to the heights, you led a crowd of captives. You received gifts from the people, even from those who rebelled against you. Now the Lord God will lim- live among us there. Amen. Proverbs eleven twenty eight. Trust in your money and down you go, but the godly flourish like leaves in spring. Amen. Okay. Amen, amen. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone, for coming on today. Lord, we bless your word. We thank you, Father, for your great love. And we pray and, and believe your word. And thank you for being with us today in Jesus' name. And all of God's people say, Amen. Amen and amen. Bye now. <laughs>